you may have seen the title as you were driving up. I actually didn't see it, so is it, is it there? It might be there. Okay. Uh, I didn't see it this morning, but I know it's usually there. But today we're going to talk about renewal. And I have one main point, um, which is also the title, but it's we need daily renewal. Can you say that after me? We need daily renewal. Okay. If you don't remember anything, that's what you can take away today. We need daily renewal. All right. So um, I have a couple of scriptures I'm going to read, but I'm going to focus on one main text, um, which is going to be 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. And this is the ESV version. Okay, and it's up on the board, too, for those of you who don't have your Bibles and want to follow along. It's right there. It's a pretty short verse that we're going to look at, but again, we'll, we'll be examining some other scriptures, which I tend to do because the Bible, if you put it all together, it tells a pretty great story. So we'll be examining several scriptures, but it reads this way. So we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. That is what we're going to focus on today. All right, so if you guys know anything about 2 Corinthians, it was written by Paul. It's his second letter to the Christians at Corinth, um, and this complements the record um, of Paul's dealings with the Corinthian church. So he wrote them, 1 Corinthians excuse me, and 2 Corinthians. And you know how you know that? You can look in the book of Acts, and you can see 1 Corinthians as well. So Paul here is dealing with something very specific. He's talking about not losing heart, as you see in the first um, sentence there. And what we're going to really be focusing on is why we need daily renewal. How many of you have been Christians for a little while? You don't have to raise your hands, but think about it. You've been a Christian for a while. Even if you're not a believer, you understand that each day requires a level of new energy, you would say, right? You have to have the right amount of rest um, to be able to make it to the next day, the right amount of food to make it to the next day. And when you don't have those things, that next day is actually quite difficult. Um, But the point of this is that each and every day we need renewal. We can't go on to tomorrow on today's mercies. We can't go on today with yesterday's problems, right? That's why we only have today. And that's why each day we need God to renew us because today's problems are not yesterday's and they certainly aren't going to be tomorrow's. Okay. So he writes this this letter and... The word here, which is interesting, is a a strong Greek word which refers to abandoning oneself to cowardly surrender. So when he says we won't lose heart, he's saying we're not going to abandon this. This was a fact that Paul was being continually attacked. Okay, So he wasn't going to lose heart over ministering the new covenant, this gospel. He was going to trust God to strengthen him. So he's not going to lose heart. The second piece here is that It says, our outer self is wasting away. Do you know what that means? That means that your physical body is in the process of decaying and will eventually die. I know it's bleak, but we all know that one day we won't be here anymore. You can see the effects of the process of decaying right now. I'm not that old, but I'm old enough to see it already. I'm 33, 
but the wrinkles on my face, I didn't have any, and now I have a couple, okay? My, the fact that I used to be able to wear four-inch heels and play the drums every Sunday, I cannot do that. This is the highest I can go at this stage in my life. I'm not saying this is you. I'm just saying me. And each person has their own level of uh, that they're seeing how their body is changing in different ways. Um, And that what they might have been able to do one day in the past, they're not able to do today. And if you are able to still do everything that you used to do when you were young, God bless you. That's awesome. How do I get some of that? (laughs) You should bottle it up and sell it because you will make millions. People are striving to get back to their youth every day. So your, your body is decaying, right? So that part is wasting away, but there's something actually that's not wasting away. And that is your inner self. And Pastor has actually been dealing with this quite a bit in Ephesians. Um, and I'm just going to give you a little scripture, which we don't have on the board, but I'm going to read it for you. But the inner self, if you look at Ephesians chapter 4, in particular, verse 24, it just says to put on the new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Okay, so that is that new nature. That's your inner self. That's the part of you that is eternal. That's the part of you that needs to be renewed each and every day. Colossians 3, 9 and 10 just says, don't lie to one another, seeing that you have put off your old self. So again, that old way of thinking, the old way of living with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. So you're being renewed. This new inner self that God has transformed and is transforming has to be renewed. Why do we need renewal every day? My main point, like I said, is we need to be renewed daily. Every day we get depleted. Every day your encouragement may fade. Our minds aren't naturally bent to see God as more valuable. Did you know that? You're not naturally inclined to just see God as the most important thing in your life. You're actually more inclined to see yourself in that way. That I'm more important than anything else. And we need God to constantly help us to arrange our thinking to be fixed on him. It's not an easy task. Our hope seeps out and drips like a leaky faucet. Have you ever noticed that some days you're more hopeful than others? That some days you're like, oh my gosh, I could run 10 marathons today, and the next day you can barely get out of bed. Again, the idea that today is different than yesterday and whatever happens in the future, and so you only have today. That's why you need to be renewed daily. Okay? What is renewal? Do you guys know what that word even means? It means replacing or repairing something that's worn out or run down or even broken. Renew is to make like new, to restore to freshness, vigor, or perfection. Now, we are not going to be perfect as we are today. One day we'll be uh, made completely perfect. But right now in God's eyes, he has cleaned the slate if you know him. Some of you who restore cars or restore art, uh, you understand that's returning something to a former condition. It's the process of repairing, or um, if you have ever done any renovations on your home, you are redoing that. You are restoring, trying to not necessarily return that to its normal state, but to a new state, so that it's livable for today. 
So there's two ways that we're going to look at why we need to be renewed daily. And I hinted at them before. So Sister Michelle has, I think, my second scripture. But this main idea here is that sufficient is the day for its own trouble. Sufficient is the day for its own trouble. That's why you need daily renewal. Number one is that sufficient is the day for its own trouble. That's today. So Matthew 6, 34, it's on the board, but it says, Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Then it says, Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. I like the New Living Translation of that because it says, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. And it says, today's trouble is enough for today. They emphasize today twice. Today's trouble is enough for today. Why are today's troubles enough for today? Because that's how God designed it. He designed it so that we would have a continual relationship with him, that we would come to him regularly. Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes it can be very challenging to live this life. Today in these bodies that we just described are deteriorating um, with the challenges of the world and all of these things that are happening, we need God's grace every day. An interesting point, which I will get to in a minute, is also um, the fact that we feel like when we get saved, that we get max sanctification. Do you know what that means? Sanctifying, sanctification just means the process in which you're becoming more like Jesus. It's the process of growth. Um, but some of us, when we get saved, we feel like that we have reached peak, and then it's, that's it. But the idea is that God is continuing to shape and change you through your trials, through the life that you're living, through his word, um, and that it's not all at once. It is a daily process. So when it says you are being renewed day by day, it's because of that reason that we are not with him in glory. So you need daily increments of this growth. Some days are going to be better than others, right? Um, have you noticed that the Christian that you are today may not be the Christian that you were when you started? And that is by God's design. His design is to take each of us individually through a journey to know him more and better in a different way. We don't all have the same measure of growth either, and that's okay. Paul even says in other places, some of you are still on milk, who should be on meat, and there's different growth patterns, and that's okay. Remembering that God has a specific plan for you, but that each and every one of us should be tapped in and willing to hear from him. So when it says, therefore, don't be anxious, therefore, do we know what that word means? Um, for this reason. Okay, what reason? Um, Jesus had been speaking about um, being anxious and not being anxious because he knows that you need food and he knows that you need clothes. Okay, those are necessities. If you go back to the garden, which I hadn't really thought much about until this moment. If you go back to the garden, there was a place in which when there Adam and Eve's eyes were opened, they had a recognition of something. Do you guys know what that was? That they were naked. And what did God do? He clothed them. Um, could they have clothed themselves? They tried, but it didn't work. He clothed them, um, and 
provided for them. And that's the same thing that he wants to do for you and I. He understands that we need clothes and we need food. Um, and those are a part of the things that we need him to provide us. Again, that's from the Sermon on the Mount. You see that in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. All right, so today has its own worry, its own problems. As you guys all know, that we have to not be worried about tomorrow because today is enough to deal with, right? Have you ever tried to unpack the week following? You just, you just, it's hard to do. You're trying to just, you're trying to do all of these things and it just drives you even more crazy. Um, trying to understand all of this stuff down here. And again, I have difficulty with this. So when I come up here, it's because I'm also talking to myself. Okay. Next part here is how you know that you need daily renewal. Okay, the first one was sufficient is today for its own troubles. And this next piece is just that and Sister Florence doesn't even realize that she said it this morning, but my next point is that he gives you new mercy every morning. He gives you new mercy every morning. Lamentations 3.22 is that scripture. And it says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. It says, His mercies never come to an end. So they don't ever stop. They are new Every morning, great is your faithfulness. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Why are they new every morning? Because what? The trouble that you had today is enough for today. You need God's mercy, new mercies, every single day for this day. For this day. Lamentations, in particular here, speaks of Jeremiah's hope. He was relentlessly sorrowful over Judah's judgment that drove him to consider the grace, the mercy, and the compassion of God. And that's where you find this scripture. Um, Mercies, the Hebrew word, you'll find that 250 times in the Old Testament. Again, it refers to God's gracious love. Mercies are a comprehensive term. So that's a term that means that it just envelops more than just that word. It means love, grace, mercy, goodness, forgiveness, truth, compassion, and faithfulness. All of that are in God's new mercies. Forgiveness, truth, all of those things encompass mercy. So sometimes when you think about, oh, I need God's help, sometimes we need his forgiveness. Because there are times when we won't even forgive ourselves, and that's what causes us to not be able to make make it through that day. Because we have somehow taken on not only too much, but we've just taken on um, our sin that he's asking us to repent of. We've taken it on that somehow we just hold on to when he's saying, I need you to come to me and confess. I have new mercies every single day. I'm faithful to save. I'm good. I'm loving and I'm kind, but I need you to come to me. Um, Again, your mercies today are not designed for tomorrow. 
Great is your faithfulness. You know that song? That is a, a powerful, powerful hymn. Um, his faithfulness is the bedrock of our faith. Um, is the reality that God keeps all of his promises according to his character. So the bedrock of our faith is really that reality and that understanding that God keeps all of his promises according to his character and he never, ever, ever relents. Yeah, he doesn't forget. Um, Why do you need to know about today? Again, it's important for us, again, as Christians to not try to focus everything that we're doing on everything happening in the future. Or again, trying to take everything we had in the past. Um, I am trying to get back to my uh, marathon days, and the training is challenging. Um, And some days I can run more than others, and then there are other days that I can't. But if I was to bank on the energy that I had the day before for the run today, that's not going to work. Because, in fact, I may be a little bit more depleted today because of the run I did yesterday, which means that the actual workout that I'm going to have today needs to be shifted in order to accommodate the needs to get through whatever today is. And that's the same way that God works with us. That the mercies that are new aren't the same mercies. They are specific to what you need today to get you through from this the morning to the end of the day. And they shift every day. And so the reason why we need to be renewed is that we need God's help in understanding what those are. We won't learn of what those are unless we figure out a way to get in front of them. Matthew 6, I don't have this one written, but I, I just want you to write it down. I don't have it on the board, but it's Matthew 6, 11. Jesus says something, and he says, give us today our daily bread. And you guys know that prayer. Why would he say that? You need daily bread. You don't need bread yesterday's bread. You need bread today. You need bread every day. Anyone... I don't know anyone that can survive off of not eating for multiple days, that can really, truly feel energized. Now, yes, if you were to fast, and there's, there's different um, elements of that, but um, if you were to wake up today and be like, oh, well, I ate yesterday. I'm good. Are you? No. You're hungry today. Okay? You are, and if you didn't eat as much yesterday, you're probably even more hungry today. But you are hungry every day. I've never seen anybody who's, like, can run off of yesterday's food um, again, we'd all be super fit and, you know, we wouldn't have any problems. Um, also, what happens when you need to get gas in your car? When that empty light comes on, I have a Prius, and so I get a lot of gas mileage. So sometimes I really forget to, like, when I need to go to the gas station. I try to, once the light comes on, I try to see how far I can really go. Just so I can understand how many miles I'm really getting. But, yes, it's not a good idea. Um, but what happens when that signal light comes on? What do we do? We run to get the gas. So every day, our tank gets depleted. Every day, we need to go to the gas station to fill up. And that place that we fill up is through the Word of God, it's through the fellowship with other believers, it's through prayer, it's through um, the breaking of bread with one another. It's through understanding and listening to the teaching 
the Bible, because those are the things that we get our strength from. If we were to bank everything on the world's philosophies and what everyone else is telling us, we would never make it. Because we'd be so busy trying to figure out how we can do it ourselves. Next point is that we are being sanctified slowly. You're being sanctified slowly. Remember that point that I told you that you don't have max sanctification? Again, sanctification is once God saves you, then he starts to do some work in you to make you look more like him. Um, The day that you accepted Jesus, a lot of us thought, okay, well, all my problems are going away. And actually that's the opposite of the Bible. It's the opposite of the gospel. Um, the, The gospel doesn't say that everything will go away when you get saved. And if that is the way we think, we're going to be out those doors very soon. Um, Because, again, it's your trials that shape you. It is the things that God takes you through that shapes you. It is the growing and learning and the idea and knowing that we need renewal that shapes us. So we're being sanctified slowly. So the verse here is 2 Corinthians 3.18. And it says, And we all with unveiled faces... Beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed, get that, into the same image from one degree of glory to another. From this comes from the Lord who is spirit. There is continual progression of transformation. Of transformation. There's a, a place there that says um, you are being transformed. That means that there's a process, there's a progressive sanctification. The Holy Spirit is the agent of working regeneration. It means he's constantly working in us and through us. The way that I might have handled something ten years ago is not the way that I handle it today, and that's only by God's grace. That's only by this process. So don't beat yourself up, be kind to yourself, and know that God's working in you. Again, a continual progression of transformation. We are being transformed into into the same image. You know what image that is? Into the image of the Son. To be more like Jesus, who died for our sins, who was blameless and perfect, and took all of our shame on our behalf. Um, And that means that you're declared righteous. When you accept Jesus and you say you're going to live for him, what does he do? He comes in cleans all that out. The slate has been wiped clean. But then some work has to start. Because that's the point when he really starts to work. And that's that sanctification process. You're being sanctified slowly. Okay? Um, transformation, I liked this quote, it just says, transformation is a deep blood purchased, spirit-enabled change from the inside out. Transformation is a deep, blood-purchased, spirit-enabled change from the inside out. So God works with, from, excuse me, works on us from the inside to the outside. Why are you being sanctified? Slowly. Why do you need daily renewal? Well, that's my third point. It's to show the surpassing power of God. My point three is that our frailty, this body, shows who's in control and why we need daily renewal. The surpassing power of God 
belongs to him and not to you and I. The surpassing power of God belongs to him and not us. That's to show us who's in control and why we need his help every day. Because we are not the ones who can do it. I'm going to tell you why that is. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. You may know this one through 10, and I'm really just going to focus on verse 7. It says, but we have this treasure. In, in the King James, it's earthen vessels, but uh, in ESV, it's jars of clay. To show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. And I'm going to read the rest of this. And it says, we are afflicted in every way but not crushed, perplexed but not driven by desp- to despair, persecuted but not forsaken, struck down but not destroyed, always caring in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. So the idea here is that God's promises are never ending, that they are true and they will happen. That treasure we have in jars of clay, that treasure, that delight, that's the ministry, that's that new covenant. The idea of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that treasure, that delight that we have is inside jars of clay, which is us, right? Your body. Um, Jars of clay. Remember when I was talking about leaky faucets the other day? Or earlier? The other day. Earlier? um, That's us. We are those leaky faucets. Um, The idea of jars of clay, if you look back at that time, and even if you think about the analogy today, a clay pot, um, the Greek word means baked clay. Um, Clay pots are fairly cheap. Like, you can make clay pots. You can go buy one of those, like, what are they, like, orangish, reddish pots and plants and stuff, and they're not that much money. Um, If you were to drop it on the ground, what happens? Breaks pretty easily, right? It's not like plastic that tumbles around, so it's interesting that they use that word jars of clay. Um, they're, They're breakable, they were cheap, they were replaceable, but they served as necessary household functions, specifically in that time. Sometimes they were used to store valuables, but not a lot. But mostly they were used for holding garbage. Paul meant the latter in his writing here, that we, that the reason why he was calling us earthen vessels or jars of clay is that he's showing that we're frail and a little bit expendable, Okay. God makes it clear that salvation is a result of his power and his power alone. We are replaceable um, or lowly. We need his help is basically what it means. We need God's help. Um, And it wasn't by any power that a messenger like Paul or even ourselves could generate. Couldn't, couldn't do it. If you think about Paul's ministry, he was one of the baddest. He literally was doing things that none of us <laughs> could be doing. Um, the way that God saved him and the, the types of things that he saw, he could really boast if he wanted to, but he didn't. And if somebody like Paul could say that I'm frail and I need you, God, we're no different. God's great power overcomes and transcends that clay pot. That's what that's saying. Is that we have these jars, these treasure and jars of clay to show that God's 
surpassing power. That power belongs to him and not to us. And our weakness does not actually jeopardize what God's doing. In fact, our weakness makes it is essential for what God's doing. Because it shows who's in charge. It shows who's the boss. And then he goes on to show through those series of metaphors where he mentions about not being afflicted. Even though we're afflicted, we're not crushed. Um, he shows that those things um, didn't hinder him, but strengthened him through those things. All right, my final point is this. We need Holy Spirit-enabled renewal. So if we're going to be renewed every day, if we are going to get through every single day, we need the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, This quote that I really like from John Piper, it says, The Holy Spirit must lead us to hear the gospel, to read the Bible, to study Christ's exalting writings of great spiritual men, and to meditate on the perfections of Christ. We need God's help. I was talking to Sunday school class last week, and I was saying how there have been weeks where I just am tired, and I find it really challenging to open up the scriptures in the way that I have in the past. So remember when we were talking about those mercies? I can't bank on the mercies of old when I would open and read for hours and hours. I also, one, don't have that kind of time. But two, I need God to refresh me. I need a filling. I need spirit-enabled renewal in order to leverage the mercies that he has for today so that I can be renewed, so that we can continue to grow. We must pray for the Holy Spirit to give us not just um, to a daily filling. So there's two things here. There's one, which is, again, when you accept Christ, you already have the Holy Spirit, right? Guaranteed deposit. But then there's something else that we see of a daily filling, um, of a constant filling of the Spirit. And that doesn't refer to us getting saved out over and over again. Um, that is a measure um, that the Holy Spirit gives us. That filling, we must pray for him to give us a daily filling to be joyful, to have hope, to be humble, to pursue Christ's exalting truth, and to remember that the surpassing power belongs to God, not us. We need him to do that. Um, all godliness is a true consequence of understanding that God mercifully came and found us. That is what our godliness comes from. It's because we understand that. Not because we just do stuff that seems to be pleasing to God. Because if we were to just do that, we wouldn't need them. If you were to just live your life in a quote-unquote good way, um, you don't need God for that. You don't need God for any of that. But there's something specific that we need God for. Because he mercifully came and found us. That's why we live how we live. That's why we need renewal every day. So that we can remember that we need you, God, and I can't do it on my own. Even when I try, even when I want to, I need you every day. And even if yesterday I thought I could do it on my own, asking for forgiveness that today I know that I can't. That today's troubles are enough. And your mercies are new to combat that. So we must pray for the Holy Spirit to give us a daily filling to be joyful, again, to be humble. Um, Being filled with the Spirit is being filled with joy that comes from God. Ephesians 5.18, and Pastor's going to get to this soon, I think, so I'm not going to tell you the whole thing here. 
But there's a specific piece there that just says, be filled with the Spirit. And the present tense Greek just means keep being filled. Keep being filled. That means it's not a one-time thing. We need God to continually fill us. And that specifically is talking about don't get drunk off of wine, but be filled with the Spirit. And again, sometimes we go to other things instead of going to God. And Paul there was just saying, be filled with the Spirit. Go to God first for those things where sometimes we want to go to ourselves to take care and handle. Because the constant filling of the Holy Spirit is going to be far better than anything that alcohol can do for that moment. Anything that, And you can put anything else in place there. But that's specific what the scripture was saying there. Um, Alright, in closing, two more thoughts. Acts 13.52 just mentions that the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. And if you look in other places in Acts, um, I'll look at just verse 11, or excuse me, chapter 11, verse 23. It says, When he came and saw the grace of God, he was glad and he exhorted them to all remain faithful to the Lord with steadfast purpose. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. So something about faith and being filled with the Holy Spirit go together. And a great many people were added to that, to the Lord. Something interesting that you see in the book of Acts is there was a level of boldness that was given. A level of being confident to share the gospel. A level of faith and being filled that we see in that scripture, in those scriptures. All right, one more scripture. It says, and when they had set them in the midst, and this is Acts 4, By the power and by what name do you do this? And Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and people of of the people and elders, if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed? And I'm going to just skip, and it says, let it be known to all of you that all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus that this is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, who has become the cornerstone, and there is salvation in no one else. And there's no other name under heaven given by man, which we must be saved. And they prayed, this is the point, and the place in which they were gathered was shaken, they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak with boldness. Um, there's a filling of the Holy Spirit. And so my prayer for you is this. Every day we need God's help to be renewed. Every day we need God's new mercies because today's trouble is enough for today. And so my prayer is that is really just Romans 15:13 and I say this one a lot, but it just says may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Thank you.